Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Father, I thank you, praise you, Father, for this is the day that you have made. God, thank you for this time of fellowshipping together with you around your work. God, thank you for the people who are here with us live and those who are watching. God, thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. We never take it for granted, God. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the only wise and true and living God. Oh, God, we thank you, God, that the wisdom of the Holy Spirit will be in manifestation. Thank you for you are the great teacher, God. Help me, Father. Speak through me, God. Use me for your good and for your glory on today, God. Heal, deliver, and set free as you can and only you do best, God. Oh, God, we give your name glory, honor, and praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, listen, let's talk about something on this morning. Um... Thank you guys again for, for checking us out. Listen, it's not too late. Y'all know I'm always telling you guys, this is an opportunity for you guys to minister, to witness to someone. Text them. That's a part of witnessing. Text them. Say, hey, listen, my church is on. You want to check out my church this morning. If you are vested, then your, then your, your mouth shall always be set to sharing, one, your God to people, and two, sharing where you are being fed. Because everyone talks about good restaurants. Yeah, I know y'all do. Y'all talk about those good places where you where you eat. If you're eating good spiritually, why don't you tell somebody about the food and, and come to the table where you're eating good? Don't be selfish. Don't be don't get fat and happy for yourself. And get your belly all full. Tell others about what you are experiencing. Yeah, yeah, whatever your, your famous restaurant, your favorite, your famous food is, whatever that dish is, you tell somebody where they can go get it. Share with somebody where they can go get God. Because there's a lot of places who, who say they're serving God, but they're not serving God. They're serving. Shut up, Virgil. This morning. Listen, I want, we want to talk about something on the day. Listen, it's important. And I said that say it's important for us that as we are as we as believers are going through this life. I was watching 
I didn't see the fight last night, but there was a fight last night. But I watched all the lead up to it. I just refuse to pay eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God, you know, that's just me. You know. To each his own. I'm not saying anything about it. if anybody did it, y'all heard. I'm not saying anything about it. I just refuse to. And, and another part of that is I heard all the lead up to it. I heard one of the fighters professing Jesus Christ and then cussing, gambling, drinking, doing everything but praising God. He now he gave God glory. Now, for some of y'all, and I know some of y'all religious people, well, that's good enough, Pastor. He said, giving glory to God. Is that good enough? We don't talk about that too. But is that just, is that, is that the measuring stick or is that the barometer by which we measure Christianity, believers, children of God, whatever term you want to use to identify yourself as a lover of Jesus Christ? It's our job as kingdom advancers to advance God's rule. The kingdom itself. So just in case you guys need to understand, the kingdom advancing ministry, its foundation is advancing God's rule. What does that mean, Pastor? That means whatever God says, we should be doing. We should be living like he, like he called us to live. We should be doing what he's called us to do. And we model our lives after the apostles. Amen. Amen. What greater example do we have than Jesus and the apostles? We have no other example. We can't go by some of the people who walking around and shoot at <laughs> That's just real real. Because as I just said, they glorify him when it's convenient for him for them. But when it's a day in the regular life of an individual, can that can we still find Jesus in your life? Most of us we can. But let's talk about it. Turn your Bibles to Luke 18. 18. That's Luke 18. We're gonna pick it up in verse 18. Amen. Be out a few minutes out there watching Luke 18. Y'all type that in there. Somebody, whoever's um, doing the uh, moderating, type that and let them know. Luke 18, we're picking it up at verse 18. Amen. It says, Once a religious leader asks Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Question all of us ask, right, when we get saved. Well, how do we get eternal life? That's not my topic, but that's a question that's always on the table, right? Amen. 19 says, why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only, good, only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must, do, you must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely, bear false witness. Honor your mother and your father. Now, let me put a pause in there. Some of these are no-brainers for a lot of us, right? Especially the one with murder. For some, I didn't say all. But see, a lot of people believe that murdering people is taking their life. 
But when you murder, when when we spiritually murder people, we corrupt people's souls. See, a lot of people gloss over that. People just equate automatically, even though we're talking about the taking of a life. But can you can you imagine taking someone's life spiritually? When you murder them spiritually? When we spend so much time talking about people instead of praying for people. We cause people to run back because we murder them spiritually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. It, listen, y'all yeah, know I always say hit dog, holler, so say ouch, say something. But you ain't dog. I ain't calling you no dog. I'm just saying ouch. Because we do these things and it, it's not it's not effective to us because we don't see the actual effect immediately of it. They don't drop dead before us, but they're dying internally. Now, don't you really know? But so many people are actually engaging in these things. Amen. Just talking about. It. We just, we just. I'm just laying a foundation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm. Just, I'm go ahead. I'm sorry. I do apologize for that. I should have told you that. Son. Um. Yeah, so adultery, not murder, must not um, must not murder, steal. Yeah, yeah, done. Um, so stealing, you know, we we think stealing is going into the bank, robbing the bank. You know, I see that car, that one, I'm gonna jump in there, I'm gonna drive away with it. We equate those things to stealing, but taking anything that does not belong to you is steal. Somebody else's wife, stealing. Somebody else's husband, you steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to mimic somebody else's gift, you steal it. Trying to trying to mimic somebody else's mannerisms or characteristics, you steal it. See, we don't see all these things. See, we deal, we just deal with surface things, right, right, right. but we don't deal with the full root of what this actually the, the Bible is actually telling us. See, stealing is deeper than I took a pen from your desk, even though that's you know that's stealing because you took something that didn't belong to you. But what we're talking about on the day is taking things that cost you something. Amen. And then we'll we'll tie it all together. So y'all just hang in there with me. You must not bear false witness. I love my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But everything about your life is in contradiction to the love that you profess about your Lord and Savior, Jesus. You bear false witness. You don't really love him like you say you do. Your love for God is based on Opportunity and what's available to you from him at the time that you need it, and the perception that he gives by confessing him. Because, see, automatically people assume when they profess Jesus Christ, it makes people back away. And then you hear people say, Don't judge me. 
Why? Because you just bought false. You don't love God like you say you do. Well, you don't have the right to judge me. Yeah, I do. Because if you're talking about my father, I can tell you. Don't talk. You don't know that. You don't know my father. You don't know nothing about my dad. And see, here's the one thing that believers get hung up on. Bible says not just where. Where the Bible doesn't say that. Man had put that caveat in because they don't want to be held to a standard of righteousness. When he told us that we are to reprove, rebuke, we ought to reprove darkness. So anything that does not line up with my father, because I know my father, that's not my father. Your characteristics and his don't line up. That's my righteous judgment. Amen. So don't let people get you off with that. All right, come on, Jeff. Turn on the It says, you must not testify falsely. Honor your mother and your father. I know that that's a hard one for a lot of you out there. Why? Because they were not there when you were a child. They they was they was dishonorable to you. They did not care for you as they were supposed to. Things may have happened. You may have been abused under the watchful care, or not so watchful, of those who are your mama and your dad. And things may have happened to you that that, that, that totally destroyed your childhood, took your innocence. A hard thing for you. I get it. My mama still alive, praise God. My father, um, my, my, my dad, my, 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 my spiritual, my, not my spiritual, but my biological father passed away a couple years ago and didn't have the best of best relationships while I was in my youth. He was a liar. He was un uncommitted. Couldn't trust him. This word was no good. Nothing. Um, everybody said, man, why do you love him so much? Didn't really have a full understanding of the word, but God was always speaking revelation. I was told to honor my mother and my father. And even in his wrong, honor my father. And it's a hard thing to honor someone who don't love you back. Amen. But it's a thing because God told me to. And so I had to put aside everything I felt and honor him anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know some of y'all looking at me like a cow looking at a gate. <laughs> I do, but I do understand that it's hard to love somebody who don't love you back. Yeah, you don't have to tell me how hard it is. I know what it feels like to give your all to someone, to always hope the best, think the best, wish the best, and they don't love you the way you love them. But the honor that God told me to give and esteem him, lift him high, I would never let anybody talk about him in my presence. Never. They'll tell you that to this day. 
He may he you know, tell you, he loved his father even in his wrong. Even when I looked out my window at nine and ten years old or seven, whatever age I was, waiting on the bicycle or the big wheel to come that he promised me. I had my windows wide open, sitting in the window for hours, waiting on something or someone to never show up. Only to have my honor for him stay intact. Man, y'all looking at me funny. I'm at custom out in my in, in, in my inner. <laughs> but I never let anybody else hear me speak evil about him. Why? Because my honor had to be intact. These are things that's going to safeguard you guys. And I'm just leading you up to something. It says, the man replied, I obey all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, This is still one, there's still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions. Now, this is the story about the rich man. You know, the poor man, he ain't going to sell. The poor man ain't got nothing to give but his life. Right. Right. Amen. And he gives it away willingly. Well, I don't know. Let me not say that. I'll come back to that. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me, he was told. But when the man heard this, he became very sad. Like, man, I'm giving away all my money? Huh? You want me to do what? I'm, you know, for, the Bible says, for he was very rich. He couldn't see himself giving away all that he worked for. They go follow anybody. Let alone Jesus. Amen. Yeah, I say with me, we're going somewhere. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard is it for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God? In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. Now we're not talking about your sewing needle. We're talking about there was a little tunnel, there was a little entryway going into a city that calls itself the eye of a needle. And it's not a it was not an actual needle. It was going through a passageway. It says, therefore, a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, then who in the world can be saved? If that ain't gonna happen, then who can be saved? It was a question. He replied. What is impossible for people, it's possible with God. Amen? Amen. Peter said, we left our homes to follow you. And Jesus replied to that and said, yes. And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brother or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Amen? Amen. So here's my question. Or whoever's out there taking notes, here's a topic for us. Are you willing to risk it all to follow Jesus? Or, sub-question, is it really a risk? Because a lot of people See this as 
Man, you want me to give up everything to follow you? I got to give up all my houses, my land, my property, everything to follow you, God? To follow you, Jesus? And most people nowadays think that same way. But what do you mean? Most people think coming to Christ, I got to give up everything. And they see it when they walk, some of them, you can see it on their face when they walk into the altar, it's like, oh, <laughs> this is the final walk. <laughs> and this is what keeps a lot of people glued to their seats. Not because of the promise that waits at the altar. It's the fear of giving up everything that is going to cost me to take that walk. And see, the blessing is when you give up anything for God, you get it in return. He told us. And listen, we don't need a, and a lot, we don't even have to wait until we leave this earth, even though the promise for greater is coming. There's promises on earth that he's promised us. Yeah, yeah. Because most people believe that Christians live a poor, un- Happy, non-excited life that is church, 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 and more church, 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 church. And then even after that, they when you're dead, they give you more church. And see, people have fallen victim to that because that's religion. Religion puts people in bondage to serve God. Why? Because you believe that there's no excitement outside of the world when you accept Jesus Christ. And that's why the question is, can you, is it a risk? Are you willing to let it all go to serve God? That's why we, I started about talking about the adultery, the murder, the, 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 all, all of the other things, the lying, everything that will hold man back. Relationships. These things keep us in our seats when the altar call is audible, or the, the, the idea of coming to the altar when there's, a, when, there, when there's a petition made to come give your life to God. When we open up the doors of the church, and I just say that because a lot of people can equate to that because they've heard that, but the doors of the church are always open. There's always an avenue. This, this aisle is here because there's always a lane to come and give your life to God. There's nothing in, in the middle of this to hold you or to, to stop your process. If you walk in from off the street, you don't have to become a part of the service. When you walk in and walk down the aisle, you are the service. But most people stop short in their seats because they are afraid to let it all go, to risk it all. And what is the all? Because nothing you're willing to let go, God will not repay you. The Bible says that if any man puts his hand to the plow and look back, he's not fit. So if you're not willing to sacrifice everything as you're pushing to leave it all behind, then you are not ready for this. And most people get caught because they have not been, they have not made themselves ready 
cannot be in place where people push you to accept Jesus Christ. Yeah, y'all know there's people who are persuaded to serve Jesus Christ. Then you got that man or that woman in your house. This you ain't get no more of these cookies or you ain't get no more of this unless she go to church. Yeah, don't be looking at me like that. I, I see y'all out there looking at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Y'all said it or y'all heard somebody that said it. You can't persuade anybody under false pretenses to come and give their life to God. I can't promise you enough to get you to come. In. I can't tell you if you, when you come down to this altar, I got $100 for you. That's nothing compared to your soul. And here's a quick thing about that. Even if I got that giving you the $100, you're going right back to what you came out of with the 100 that I gave you. So when you're, ready, when you're willing and you do this thing out of obedience to God, out of your love for God. And you see the actual exchange that takes place when you surrender your will for his. It's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. Everybody, everybody thinks, excuse me, everybody thinks that this is a gamble. That maybe this thing is going to work. Maybe this Jesus, there's something to it. Maybe this Jesus is not as bad or they, as they said he is. Or maybe he's worse than what they said he is. Can I still sleep with whomever I want to and serve this God that they're talking about? Because there's some pimps in the church, man. Yeah, I know y'all looking at me. There are some pimps in the church who come looking for prey. Mm. Because what they want you to believe is what I'm saying, not me personally, I'm talking about them. What they're saying is more important than what Jesus is saying. So they catch you in your weakness. And they prey on the fact that do you need a sponsor? Do you need a sponsor? Because what Jesus can't do, I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, that's where people get caught up. Because see, people risk things that don't benefit them. But they're not willing to give their souls to God. And when you are sold out for God, you're born into the word of God. You are not easily persuaded by people. You're not easily taken by slip talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because see, what this what we were talking about, what he's talking about here is when you are giving, or you are even the thought of willing to give your house, your land. Things that are valuable to you to follow God. Now you are vested in the things of God. But see, a lot of people, when they come in here, that's why I said they get tricked because they're not really vested. If some slip talker can walk you out of here, you're not really vested. When some pimp in the, in the pulpit or wherever they are can walk you out of here, and have you compromise 
what God or who God is, then what, what was your real commitment to the things of God? Was it getting my bills paid? Getting my car note or my car taken care of? See, because people come in here with all the wrong reasons, all other than giving God my full life. See, people give him part of them. We don't give them all. Why? Because at any moment, when things don't go right, I'm taking it back. So he tells us here, Luke, can you risk it? Are you willing to give it all? When I served, when I gave Jesus Christ my life, I flushed the drugs that I had down the toilet. Why? To keep myself from being tempted to go back into a life that he delivered me from. I was willing to give it all away to trust God. Yeah, God, even if this thing works or it doesn't, Either you are real or you're not. That's where I was. Don't know about you. But when I stood in front of that mirror in my bathroom in that in my mother's bike basement, I said, God, I'm giving you everything I have. What, what do you have for me? Not that I was looking for things, but you can't be alive. Amen. I've seen too many of them. And I'm trusting you. With my life. Yeah. And the best decision I ever made. Was to trust God with my life. Why I never. Look back. And question. Why did I come and do this. And when I'm talking about the this. Give God my life. Be ready to. Be unafraid. Unapologetic. To have people say. Man you serving God. You in your 20s. You got the rest of your life to choose God. No I don't. Not when my life has been in jeopardy. Five or six times. And at any given moment. He could have said life's out. But what he told me. When those guns and those bullets. Was, those bullets was flying by. When life was out for a lot of people. He turned mine on. And he not just turned them on. He made them brighter so I could tell others about them. And not always with my mouth. He made me make a promise that my life would be a living example. Yeah. So you got to get to a place where you say, God, whatever, I'm willing to risk it all. Because at the end of the day, it is not a risk. It's a reward. Yeah. And the reward is eternal life. With this world, we in a world that's going to be judged so hard. And people around us and that are part of this world are going to die and go to hell. Make no mistake about it. People are going to die and are dying and going to hell. And it's not because there's a lack of the word. It's a lack of people's trust in God. Yeah. People trust themselves more than they trust the creator who created them. I don't understand. But then I do. That was, so that was an oxymoron. That was, that was. But I understand. Because when I was unsaved, I couldn't imagine 
or I allow people to tell me or to try to convince me, how can you serve a God in which you don't see? Man, I want a car that I never drove. I want a house that I never lived in, so I had to stop putting those things together. Your belief is only where you allow, and your, your limitations to your belief is only where you cap it. And I'm not talking about lying. I know people say cap is a lie. Let me be clear for all my all my young folks. I'm not talking about the cap is I'm talking about put a barrier there. Gotta look to the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass it, pass it. Be a little hip. I can handle. I can handle some of y'all. I, I don't want to go too far with y'all like this. Some of y'all in the whole world that, whoo, Jesus. But I understand y'all because I always tell mine. I was when I was out there, I was the wild. I was the wildest of the wild in terms of being out there and partying. So I understand what it is to serve the devil. No, but trust me, I do. Y'all may hear in the background my my Latino brothers and sisters. They out there. They out there. They out there. They they they, they in the neighborhood having a good they having a good old time. It may be church. It may be something else. I don't know. But we 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 send the spirit of God over there. Yeah yeah yeah. But back to what. So you gotta be willing to risk it all, y'all. You gotta be willing to give God everything. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you relationships. And any relationship worth losing for the sake of God is worth losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Listen, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that friend is, if it's worth, if they, if, if, it's, a, if it's a line that they draw on the sand, if me or God, then maybe, maybe it's, it's God. You got to go. I've been there. I had to tell one she got to go. And it, was, it, was, it, it felt hard at the time, but the more I walked, it got easier. Because I don't want anything or didn't need anything that I had attached to my life pulling me back to a life that I was once free from. So relationship. I was a drinker. I know that's how some of y'all be. I drank. Yes, I did. I thank God that I have no remnants, no evidence. There's no effects on my body from drinking. I thank God that I don't drink. Have no desire to drink. I can walk in a liquor store and they don't bother me. Give me um, alkaline water, please. And maybe a pack of gum. That's the extent. I never, you, I never smoke. Well, I tried. Uh, that's not, I, I, I tried one time. Took two puffs, didn't feel right. <laughs> but I'm just talking about the things that are you willing to risk? Are you willing to just give it? Are you willing to give it all away for? You got to be willing to let it go to serve God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know I said something about smoking cigarettes. This, I, I don't, I don't condone smoking cigarettes on no level. Anything, hear me good, anything that will compromise someone else's life to serve Jesus Christ, that you do serving God is a sin. I'll, the Bible tells us that, well, let me get it right, so y'all will know. Help me, Jesus. I just had it and I lost the scripture. 
that our lives should not be a stumbling block for anybody. Never. Your life should never be a stumbling block, a hindrance to anybody. And then when people see your life, do they see an image of Jesus Christ about your life? Because a lot of us, we, you know, when we get going, we can talk about God. We, when, we, when we get going, we, we start feeling good. We talk about real, real good. We talk about God real. But the moment that wears off, and now people step back and they watch you, does your life still line up with what you just got finished talking to them about? Or if somebody irritates you, do they get a cussing? Tawanda Adams. <laughs> Do they hear the, 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 the lion pass the V? Yeah, the pass the V ain't gonna do no lion. I'm just throwing that out to y'all. I'm gonna tell the truth even if it hurts me. Why? Because I remember what it was like to be a lion and have no one believe the things that I said. Yeah, I'm talking about me. I don't know y'all. I'm talking about me. I've, I've come a long way after 37 years, where well, I fought that lying spirit. And at every turn, I hear trying to well up even in stupid things. Man, tell me, tell me you did that. Nah, yeah, I did it. And it's almost to a fault, I've been called sometimes. Man, you're honest to a fault. How can you be honest to a fault? <laughs> I'd rather be honest. And I tell my coworker, call me honest. Don't call me honest to a fault. Call me honest. That way you always know what you're going to get with me. Good, bad, or indifferent, you know you're going to get the truth. Now me telling you the truth, now that's true because I, I had to sometimes pull that back a little bit. Because here's, here's the thing about, that's a whole other lesson. Are you willing to risk it all as, 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 a, as a believer? Because see, here's a challenge to all of us in our relationships with, with Jesus Christ. Are you giving God everything? Or are you giving him what you think he wants? Have you sacrificed and submitted and committed your whole life to God? Or are you giving him just a portion of you? Just enough to get your your needs met. Just to get enough. Or are you doing just enough to say, I am saved? Because see, some of y'all, see, we, and we, when we talk about money, it ain't just about the money. People are here in this in this building because of the giving of the partners. And listen, if you're not here, you're gonna want to be. They are excited about what they see. Why? Because it's not about us. It's about us as the collector, the kingdom advancing ministry, and all those who the Lord thy God will call. This place is available. And listen, this is why we why we always so trans. We open it up to show people because we want you to see where your seed is going and how these seeds, every last one of these seeds, have been ordained to be filled because the lives that are coming in here. And listen, it's going to change this community. Amen. It's already doing it. It's already doing it. Now, whether you're helping us or not, listen. I pray that you do because we want the blessings not just to abound to our account, but to your account. Amen. But we were willing 
when God called us to risk it all. Ridicule? Man, you ain't called to be no pastor. You don't know because you didn't call me. I don't answer to you. I answer to God. My life is not in your hands. My life is in God's hands. My life was ordained from the foundation of the world. Not because of you, but because of God. Billy Jean, your singing and your ability to serve, and all you guys who, um, Tia, all you guys who are willing to serve, uh, Minister Leonardo, all of you guys. All of you ministers, anyway. Just that way. All of you got but I but everything we're doing was ordained of God. And we when we heard God's word and heard God's voice, we had to respond accordingly. We had to be willing to say, come hell, how war. Listen, come what may. You may not, you may not hear what I hear. You may, you may say to yourself, man, he ain't that. You don't know. You didn't create me to be that. You created me to be what you wanted me to be in your mind. And see, that's why we gotta get into and divorce ourselves from people's opinions and thoughts of who we are. You didn't make me. You don't know what lies on the inside of me. And when I say me, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about you. How dare you minimize what God has done? But because you didn't say yes and I did, don't say that I'm not called to do what I'm doing or no, I have not willing to sacrifice. Just because I didn't go the path you went does not mean my path did not prepare me for where I am. See, people get this thing, see, people get this thing messed up when they think their path is the only path to doing what God has called them to do. My willing to sacrifice it all is not your willingness to sacrifice it all. Or what I had to sacrifice is not what you had to sacrifice. Okay, you may have had to go in the hospital. Don't mean I have to. My pain is still my pain. My process is still my process. And guess what? Then the, then the, what, the, what God has placed in me, the passion and the desire that God has given me is still mine. It may not be yours, but it's mine. And so when, I, when, when we talk about sacrificing it all, are you willing to give up everything? What is everything, Pastor? Everything that's keeping you from doing what God has called you to do. That's anybody. Y'all yeah, know those nouns. Person. Places or things. So the people, the places that you frequent, or the things that you got yourself into, are you willing to let go of those things? And I and I, and I choose, and listen, I choose to trust God. I have no choice, y'all. I have no choice. I can't trust me. I dare not trust me. As much as I stand before you and as much as I love Jesus Christ, I don't trust me to do what, what God calls me to do without the Spirit of God. I need it. I lean not to my own understanding. Man, listen, I know most goodness that at any given moment within this flesh is waiting to do something contrary to what God is saying. 
And this, we talked about it before. Sin will embarrass you. It will make you look like a complete fool. Yeah, it will. You sit and you preach and you tell others about, man, come and serve this guy. But then the moment you get into sin, it's going to have you looking like a complete fool. That's why we got to be, we got to be mindful of the spirit. We got to always be in tune or lending our ears constantly to God. What do you want me to do? How would you have me move? My prayer every morning is, God, when I, before I walk out my door, God, I don't know what I'm walking into, God, but I thank you that you're going in the way. Don't know what's out there. But I know that when I'm out there, God, you're walking in it with me. You're walking with me. You're guiding and as I'm, And even as I'm having conversations, you're giving me what to say in the time I need to say it. Amen. Amen. I had a young lady just recently walk up to me, bare her soul, that she had, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She did not know that I was a pastor, but she knew I was a man of God. Why you say that, Pastor? Because she came and told me. That wasn't coincidental. That was appointed. That was of God. And because of you guys' prayers, the next day we gave her a, 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 a handkerchief, and um, one of the brothers gave me a psalm, gave us, gave my family Psalms 91 um, coins. With the power, it says the power of the blood on them. And now I've reached out to the gentleman who has those, and I'm having them sent to this ministry. Because I'm going to put one in each and every one of you names, more than one, that they'll be witnessing to, not just for him, but for you. Who's going to use them? Not just give them for you to have in your pocket jingling. Yeah, I got my son. They're not just for you to walk around the show. They're for you to, to, to give somebody hope. That our God lives. Our God wants you to live. You've been designed to live and not die. And with that, I got play, I gave it to her. And her eyes welled up. I said, put that handkerchief on you. We've already come into agreement that you are healed. I said, and keep this stuff. Now, what she does with it from that point on is her responsibility. Amen. And gave her that Psalms 91, that pen, that, that, that coin, and told her, tell yourself you are healed because you're covered by the blood. You have to tell yourself that. And I said that to tell you guys that you have to be willing to sacrifice. Listen, whatever you got to do. Now, I, I wasn't kidding. I didn't care about what how, how the perception is of the office of when I gave her that handkerchief or that coin saving face. I didn't care about what nobody else thought about that. Her life was on the line. And God wanted to get something to her so he can get in her. And I said, no matter what, I told her on my way out the door, no matter what they say, you know that you are healed. You got to know it. Not to prove anybody else wrong, but to know that God is always made right because he's not a liar. Amen. And we got to know that. 
We got to be willing, y'all, to, to do what we got to do. To, 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 it's not a second, it's not risking at all. Because I, myself was that, is it really a risk? When you know who God is. Are you really, are you really risking anything when you know who God is? You risk nothing but people ridiculing you. And that's okay. I don't care about that. That's not a risk for me. They're going to talk about me anyway. They're going to talk about you anyway. Yeah. They used to, they, they, I, I know a guy who every day he saw me, he always talked about me. He always said, man, you, you the last of the cool. <laughs> he, I, and I never asked him, why do you always say that? And he always, and I, and, and, and I always, and I didn't always know, but I knew it as I got older. I said, God, there was always something in me that was different from everybody else. Couldn't see it. I just thought I was, I thought I was weird, but cool weird. If that's what that, that means, if that's anything, yeah, I, because I, I was, I was, I was cool with a lot of people. I was cool on the block, but I was, I was, I was oddly weird because I was always to myself. I only got with guys when we were on the block or we were hanging out at the clubs and stuff. But for the most part, I was to myself, and I was comfortable with being by myself. And even then, even in my accepting of Jesus Christ, I, even now, I'm home alone. Mm -hmm. I am. I really am. Most people, if any, that's, that's a trivia question for all y'all out there. <laughs> or if anybody asks you, is your pastor, your pastor is a, your pastor is a loner. I spend a great deal of time by myself. Yeah. And, I'm, and, I, and the one thing I'm okay with, I'm okay with myself. So I'm okay with spending time with myself. I don't feel it strange to be by myself. Do I need, do I want friends? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want the right friends. Right. I need people around my life who's speaking into my life and adding value to my life. If you're just a take, take, taker, I'm a, I, I understand my role as a leader always had that I'm to impart into people when I'm around people. I always do that. But I've started now, but since I've started since realized that that's a moment and I need to understand, okay, that's what, and then I need to be able to walk away. And I used to get so mad. This y'all say with me out there. I used to get so agitated when people didn't reciprocate the level of friendship that I offer, it would bother me. She said it, it, it irritated the mess out of me. Why? Because I couldn't understand how people are so disloyal. I couldn't understand how people are so disloyal. But then I realized they're not disloyal. They just don't have the same value of relationship that I do. And once I, okay, I got it. That's not a relationship. That was an opportunity. That was a moment. And now that I've realized it was that, okay, we're good. Virgil, peace be still. <laughs> you don't have to feel the way. 
Because I used to walk away. Aren't we not cool? Okay, baby, we're not as cool as I thought we were. But then I had to realize, friendship is thrown around so loosely that people use it and don't even know what it actually means. People think because we associated with our friends. And, and so that's a whole other sense. We're going to talk about that in a minute. How many of us have it? I don't want to bring that into the world. Don't bring the world into the Get out of here, Lucy. Lucy. But, no, but how many of us really have them? How many of us really have those kind of relationships? But, these, but this is what I had to sacrifice those things. You got to be willing to let people go who add no value to your life spiritually. They may do something for you naturally where you can always. But is, there, is it really an outlet when you give somebody something or you tell somebody something that they can't keep it? Because relationships are containers too. That when I give you something, I know that it's in you and you're not telling nobody about it. I can trust you to keep it. But if you got a bunch of containers around you that has no, no lid to it, that everything you tell go right back out, then you're wasting your time. So are you willing to sacrifice it all to preserve, to gain your relationship with God, and to keep that with God? Yeah, yeah, because some things you need people who don't tell what to pray about. Who going to take it to God in prayer? You know the old saying. They take it to God in prayer. They don't tell nobody but God. That's what we, and so are we really, are we, are we able as, as a people that my mouth it's not the, the full, solid source of my relationship with Jesus Christ. Or is he internally my God? And I'm internally, I'm internally his child. Because lip service alone is not going to get you saved. Having the form of religion doesn't keep, doesn't guarantee, well, it ain't going to get you in heaven. It doesn't strengthen your relationship. It's just religion. But our relationship, because Baptist doesn't, Baptist can't save nobody. Pentecostal can't save nobody. Catholic can't save nobody. Seventh-day Adventist, none of these religions can save anybody. It's you making a commitment and, 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 and establishing a relationship in your life with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Repenting. Yeah, don't let nobody tell you that repentance is not a problem. Repentance is, 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 is important. You have to be willing to walk away from an old life of sin and turning to God. Yeah, yeah. You're, you can't clean yourself up. You can put on the best outfit. You can buy whatever you want. Whatever designer is out there, you can buy it. Don't clean you up. Amen. You can, talk, you can take a thousand showers, but if you're not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you're still dirty. And you need to be clean. And if that's you out there, listen, make today your day. Where you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and say, you, act, you say, God, I repent. 
I'm tired of doing it the way I've been doing it. I can't fix me. I'm not going to try to fix me. Don't need to want to fix me. You did it. You did. You do it. Why? Because you do it better than I do. And when I know when I do it the way you want me to, you way you, the way you want to get it done, I know that there's some lasting power to it. Yeah. Listen, we all have to do it. We all had to do it. We all we all had to say, God, come into me, cleanse me. I repent. Yeah, God, wash me, make me whole. And listen, once you find a ministry, if you're not, if you're in this area, this deep, this Washington D.C., Virginia area, come on, reach out to us, be baptized, go down in the name of Jesus Christ, and listen for the remission of your sins. And listen, and then be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, as the Spirit of God gives you. And listen, they don't have to be a long fight. You don't have to keep going back and forth to the church for a whole week. You can say, God, fill me now, and he'll fill you right where you are at that very hour. You can be filled. Amen? Amen. Listen, out there, we love you here at the Kingdom Advancing this week. Thank you for tuning in. Listen, if you need a ministry to partner with, come on, partner with us here at the Kingdom Advancing this We would love to have you. We'll, keep, we'll love upon you. Why? Because we love God, and we love God's people. And listen, as always, if you haven't given and you need to give, it's never too late. Put that in there, one of y'all. Give them options where they can give, where they can sow into the ministry. They can stay, they can give their love, they can get a gift of worship to God because we know giving is a part of worship. Worship God in your giving. Give because you love God. Not because there's no strings attached. You believe in God or something. Now you can put you can ask God and put a promise or, and, 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 and ask God and tell and let God know what you're in need of. Absolutely. But give because you love God. And watch God do a, a great thing and a miracle in your finances. Why? Because you have submitted your finances to him. And listen, listen, we love you with the love of the Lord. Go be kingdom advances. Until next week, we're in the house, y'all. Yeah. And we want you guys to come join us real, real soon. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you on Wednesday. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Listen, be willing to give God everything. And it's not a risk. When you trust God, it's a reward. Amen. Amen. We love you. Be blessed. Would you got something? Zach, does anyone need prayer? I sent you a message. Does anyone need prayer this on? Does anyone that's here need prayer? Anybody? Okay, nobody asked on the on there. Okay, um, I do need to. Oh, let me time this up. <laughs>